Welcome to Bible Studies for Life for Adults, uh, the podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, and my co-host is Chris Johnson. Chris, I hope you're doing okay today. Hey, Lynn. And hey, I'm doing great. Finishing up Christmas shopping. Hope you're ready for the holidays as well. Yeah, I just, it's amazing how quickly it comes. Now, because of the way we're, we're doing our podcast now, uh, Chris and I, we don't usually get to see each other in the office like we used to, except at podcasts. So anyway, uh, Chris, it's good to be with you. And with Chris and I today is Christina Zimmerman. Uh, Christina, thank you for joining the podcast today. Well, it is so great to be a part of this. This is actually my second one, and I do enjoy these. Yes, and uh, Christina has been a part of LifeWay and part of uh, Bible studies for a long time, Uh, and we're going to talk more about what Christina does at the end of this podcast, Uh, but she is the content editor for the U curriculum. So hold on, because I want to talk to you about how the U curriculum and Bible studies for life, this wonderful marriage that happens between the two. So, Christina, thank you for joining the conversation as we jump into this study. All right. So we are talking about emotions as we've been doing this for a couple of weeks. And uh, the the topic, uh, the emotion that we're going to deal with today is joy. Woohoo! Seems like an appropriate time for us to talk about uh, joy as we approach the Christmas season. Expect a lot of joy in the coming days with presents and gathering with family and friends, but mostly celebrating Jesus. That's right. So, Chris, I'm just curious. Do you have some – is there a Johnson Christmas tradition? That's kind of unique from everybody else or something? Or, or I don't something- think so. I think, I think we're probably traditional all-American. We, we uh, uh, get up and uh, do the presents deal and have a, have a big breakfast. We usually go to a movie on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's our tradition. Now, then- do you, you open presents Christmas morning? Is that correct? Okay. That is correct. Christina, what about you? Do y'all have some uh, – you and Harry have some traditions uh, – well, we don't have, yeah, we don't have anything exceptional or different that we do for Christmas. I think what everyone has come to enjoy in my family is the, the long line of tables with food, <laughs> with food oh, yeah. on those tables. And we, we have all kinds of desserts. I think that's the one big one, pies, cakes, cookies. And well, you know, if I mention it, if I can mention it, um, that I've started helping the grandchildren to decorate cookies. So this will be the third year for that. Now, do you open presents on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve? On Christmas morning. Okay. I've got a feeling like Lee might be, uh, Lynn might be the exception. Well, I grew, I grew up with a Christmas morning tradition. Yeah, uh, I'm my wife and I, of course, we've been married 38 years. Her family tradition is Christmas Eve. So it kind of became a little bit of a, an adjustment for me, but I've become a Christmas Eve person now. And so when we wake up on Christmas morning, there's more of an emphasis on Christmas, on family and just being together and stuff. So, yeah, I'm not saying one's better than another. It's just uh, it's just what it is. So. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to be in this study of, of, as Chris said, we're talking about emotions with a focus on joy, but we're going to do something a little different for this particular session because we have been in, in the Psalms and we will be in one of the Psalms today. We will be in Psalm 95, 
But we're going to transition from that into Luke chapter 2 to look at the, uh, the actual Christmas story. So as you're with your group, think that through. We're going to take this idea of joy as it's presented in Psalm 95, and we want to marry it with the Christmas story. So let's just begin here in Psalm 95. I love these first three verses where it says, Come, let's shout joyfully to the Lord. Shout triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. Let's enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let's shout triumphantly to him in song. Why? For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. And we want to see in this that we can have joy. We can embrace joy because God is our salvation. It is such a good time for us to be talking about this. Uh, anytime we, we gather, especially around the Christmas season, remind, we're reminded that Jesus is our Savior and the difference that he makes. And now uh, this is a great psalm to introduce uh, praise and joy uh, into our conversation. Yes, and I can't imagine a Christmas without joy. I know that there are some joyless Christians from families who may not be able to experience a, a traditional Christmas, but joy to me equals Christmas, and Christmas equals joy. Uh, that's the reason we sing joy to the world. And, and Christina, I think even, uh, even uh, non-Christians would agree with that. We, we think of Christmas, we think of joy and peace and all that, and a lot of non-Christians embrace joy as a part of Christmas, the challenge is when Christmas is passed, the joy often passes to for many of those people. And, of course, we know this, that the joy is not having to do with the season itself, but the joy has to do with what we're celebrating. It really is the purpose and the meaning of Christmas. Uh, Lynn, as you wrote these lessons, you, you pointed out to us that uh, there's a distinction between happiness and joy, and we, we sometimes see them as totally um, synonymous, but um, happiness, uh, you point out, is off, most oftentimes connected to our circumstances, what's going on in our lives, uh, but joy is, uh, is something much, much more. That's right. Let me just chase a little rabbit here on that, Chris. You know, when Jesus gave the Beatitudes, and he talked about blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, and the word Jesus used there, mercurius, is actually the word that would normally be translated happy. And a lot of people don't like that because we embrace this idea that we have for many years in the church. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is something inner and deep. And I agree wholeheartedly with that. But that's what fascinates me about what Jesus said when he used those blessed passages. He said, happy are the poor. Happy are the meek. And I think what Jesus was doing is here he's got this crowd who think in terms of happiness, and he's about to rock that world. You really want to be happy? Be poor in spirit. You, I mean, he's redefining it uh, in a whole different way. And I think what he wants to see is it's not based on your circumstances. It's your relationship with God. And that's where our joy comes from. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for letting me trace that rabbit for a moment. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, the fact that God is our rock, that he is the one that we turn to, that he is that solid thing in our life. He is, he is our security. That, what, that which is immovable is just really, really a, a, a 
a blessing to think about that, especially at this season. He is a great God, a great king above all gods. Later in that same psalm, uh, David says, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and sheep under his care, which is a pretty good segue into uh, the story of Jesus' birth. Right. And of course, we're going to be in Luke chapter two, um, which is, uh, we typically uh, would be either in Matthew or Luke. So we kind of try to alternate that from year to year in Bible studies for life. And, uh, but we're going to be Luke two this year as we talk about Joseph um, coming to, uh, leaving Nazareth. He's going to uh, the city of Bethlehem and Mary is taking this trip with them. While she's there, she gives birth, wraps them in cloth, lays them in a manger. And just the point of what we're wanting to use of this passage is to remind us Jesus was born, but Jesus was born to bring us salvation. Amen. Amen. And that is the reason that we have joy. Exactly. That's the reason that we can look past Christmas and continue to have the same joy that we were experiencing during that Christmas time. It's because the salvation that God gave us through Jesus Christ is an eternity. And it's without end that we have received this. So God has revealed his greatness. You know, that's how it connects to the, the first part. And he has proved that he loves us by sending his son to be born in this sinful world. That's great. So then you, we get into the next section where uh, after Jesus is born, you pick up in verse eight. Uh, this is where we now we're, uh, we kind of change scenes. We move to the shepherds, uh, the shepherds out there in their field, just kind of doing their thing, shepherding the angel of the Lord appears. And I like what the angel says here. I'm going to pick up in verse 10. You know, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news, good news of great joy that will be for all people. And he goes on to just lay it out for him. Hey, the city of David, Savior's been born. Who is the Messiah, the Lord? He, the angel tells him what to look for. There's a son. You're going to find the baby. And then as he wraps this up, there's this multitude, the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Good news of great joy for all of the people. Amazing that, that this announcement, this birth announcement, is to a group of ragtag uh, shepherds on a Judean he- hillside. It's an incredible thing for us to consider that, uh, that God let them, these shepherds, in on this first. That's right. Man, and can you imagine that sound? You know, I've tried to imagine what that would sound like angels proclaiming that jesus was born i i I don't know what it would probably sound like thunder and lightning and and trains and airplanes and all those powerful (laughs) powerful noises yet you know, they would be uh, more soothing, I'm sure, than those noises. <laughs> I'm just picturing a shepherd saying, wow, that sounded like a freight train. And the other shepherd going, that's a freight train. But that's right. <laughs> and I think that's even why the, the, uh, the initial angel, as he, his first words, he knew how what they were going to experience. He said, look, don't be afraid. Don't so be just, afraid. But you know that, that you can't help but just if have a little bit of, if I can say, you know, terror just, You've never experienced this before. Wow. 
Now, can, let me just share a concern I have with, not with the study itself, but for many of us in our Bible study groups, when we gather and we look at this, for so many of us, we know this story. Uh, for so many of us, we could probably not even open our Bibles to Luke chapter 2, and we may not be able to quote it verbatim, but we're going to get the details because we know the story. So the challenge for us is looking to almost, I try every year to look at it with fresh eyes to see, to try to experience that joy once again. And I think that's just a challenge as we do this to think about, okay, remind myself, this story that's so familiar, there is joy because of it. Sometimes questions help with that, Lynn. And one of the questions that's in our uh uh, PSG is uh, why is Jesus' birth still an occasion for joy today? So I think that maybe gets at that issue of how how we can uh, focus in on joy and, and the joy that we have because of Him. And I think Christine has alluded to that several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and you know, I think one thing that would be helpful too is to view this from a human standpoint instead of just a glorious event. You know, Mary and Joseph were human beings, and they endured so much during the time that, that Christ was born. You know, they couldn't find housing. He was born in a stable. But yet they could remain joyful because the Savior of the world was born, and they knew that. So in spite of circumstances, we can be joyful because the Savior of the world has been born. And that's, in our that, lives. that's very good, Christina, as you said it, in spite of circumstances. And here we are, we're wrapping up 2020. And I dare say there's not a person in our Bible study groups that's not ready to wrap up 2020. Yeah. Yet to look at, okay, well, everything we've gone through this year with COVID, with elections, with economy up and down, there is still great joy for us. Amen. That's a good reminder for us to keep coming back to that regardless of circumstances, we can embrace joy. Amen. Well, I hope that uh, this is a joyful season for those of you who are listening to Bible Studies for Life adult podcast today. We are grateful for you and thanks for listening to this podcast. Hope that it's been beneficial to you and that it will enhance your Bible study this week uh, personally and as you gather with a group on this Sunday before the celebration of Christmas. Uh, We want to take a moment to talk a little bit more about uh, Christina's work as the content editor for you and then uh, she'll take a minute to speak directly to our leaders. We know that a lot of you who listen lead groups, and she has a a teaching tip that she will share with you after she and Lynn talk a little bit about the U curriculum. Thanks, Chris. Now, the U curriculum has been around uh, probably, what, 12 years, 13 years? Is that right, Chris? About about that, yes. And when it was launched, it was intended for the urban African-American church. Christina came on board, um, well, she's been working on this uh, about about a year now, uh, but she has taken it to a new level. And one of the things that's happened with the U curriculum, he kind of just used to stand on alone, but we have partnered it with Bible Studies for Life. It still, in a sense, stands alone, but like this study we're doing, Embracing Joy, those Bible study groups in the African-American church are studying the exact same study, the same passage. The questions are different, uh, but it's, it's uniquely geared 
uh, for the urban church, for the African-American church. So, Christina, I don't want to steal your thunder, but tell us uh, maybe just a couple of things why you think you is so unique and what you love about it. Well, you know, I, I do absolutely love now that it is, it has partnered with Bible Studies for Life because Bible Studies for Life has so many resources that you did not have at first. We were just standing alone. So right. now we have, we have support from, uh, from other studies uh, related to ours. We have commentaries. We have a leader pack that includes charts and handouts and maps that leaders can use. So, so we've got taken it up a, another level. You know, more than that, we've kind of uh, refreshed the look of it for fall so that if you've used you before, then you'll find that a lot of the features have been brought back, but they have been enhanced. And we're hoping and praying that you will always uh, have the results that you want for your Bible studies, and that is to grow in the Lord. Right. And, and I, I, I wanted our faithful listeners to know this because uh, you may be sitting in an African-American church or an urban church and you're using Bible studies for life, which thank you. But I, I would encourage you to uh, go to the website. Uh, you can go to lifeway.com slash you, Y-O-U, and look at that because it's the same studies, but it is uniquely designed and geared uh, for the African-American church. And I got to tell you, it's just phenomenal. Uh, so thank you for Christina for your faithfulness and, and your dedication to really make it fit the right audience. Thank you. Well, Christina, why don't you take a moment just share a, a good tip for us for us for those of us who are teachers. Yes, I, I do have a teaching tip for leaders. Uh, as you know, this lesson it is an evangelistic lesson. It has an evangelism focus. Although your learners may have been in church for many years, we should not assume that they have saving faith in Christ. Some quote-unquote Christians have never, never invited Christ to be Savior and Lord of their lives. And some Christians just don't believe that they will go to heaven, even though we know that they will. They've done all the right things. So you can do two things. First of all, begin praying this week for the salvation of your learners. And then number two, familiarize yourself with the gospel explanation on the inside cover of your guide so that you can use it with ease at any point during the lesson. Don't be afraid to ask the question, if you die tonight, where will you spend eternity? I've asked that question myself in class, and you will be surprised of the response many people as I said a minute ago, do not know that they're going to heaven. You know, Christina, this being Christmas, uh, the week before Christmas, uh, one of the values of keeping that evangelistic emphasis in mind is it's possible that some families have gotten together. And uh, even though it's Christmas, they're going to be at church. And so they may be bringing relatives, uh, out-of-town guests to, to come to the Sunday school. So there's the possibility of having some outside visitors. Great opportunity to lead them to know who Christ is. Thank yes. you for that. 
Well, and it's a great le lesson for us to make this our um, evangelistic focus. And just the, again, the point of, of this session is we can experience great joy because Jesus saves. And so it's a very, very natural connection. So thank you for helping us make that connection. And my hope is that as you prepare for uh, this, this session, that you will take uh Christina's words, that you will pray for the people in your group, that you'll look for opportunities to talk about Jesus as Savior and, and help people make that connection at this time. Once again, we want to thank you guys. Christina, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Uh, we love having you as a part of our team. Uh, Christina is involved in um, helping us with some of those teaching uh, pack items that we, talk, we talked about, and she's involved with us as we talk about uh, questions for uh, the group experience. So she is a great asset to our team, and we're glad that you're a part uh, of, of, our, of our ministry and work. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I, I do appreciate it. All right. So we're going to close this, this podcast again. Thank you for listening. Hope that this is helpful to you. Hope that you have a Merry Christmas, and look forward to you being with us next week.